Hello, Wingman Nation, and welcome to episode 80 of Wingman's Garage. We're currently broadcasting from Casa de Track Rat. Casa de Track Rat! For the first time in almost a year. Questions and comments that happen while we're on Facebook Live will be addressed sometime during the show by someone here that knows what's going on. Huh? What's that? Well, someone you said someone who knows what's going on. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, someone who's actually looking at their phone. Gotcha. <sighs> All right. Well, welcome yeah, to episode eighty. Derailed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit derailing. Sorry, guys. Do I need to pull Eliza on you? No. You sure? Yes. All right. Welcome to episode eighty. I got something else you can pull on me. <laughs> oh, that's going to be how we start the show. <laughs> um, as you notice, we're not here at National ATV. We're actually at. The couch, where we uh, did our first live videos. Yeah, it was literally the first live video. Well, no, the first live video was at Starbucks. No? Yeah. No, the first live video was at Starbucks, and then we came over here because it started getting cold. Yeah, which (laughs) it is very cold right now. It's, uh, well, the high today was 48, 50, but the wind chill brought it down to like 30-something. Yes. The The wind chill sucked. The Ford, the high wind advisory is what kept me off the motorcycle today. And the yeah. first question is, did anybody ride this week? No. Hell no. No, <laughs> no it's and too cold. I have, Not by choice. This weekend was actually really nice. It was kind of nice this weekend. I had to drive my truck two days in a row this week. Otherwise, I was on the bike. Because uh, it was raining when I went to work yesterday. And it was... 22 degrees when I left the house, and they were calling for you know, 30 mile an hour gusts. Yeah, no, you 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 aired on the on the side, side of the caution. Yeah, right. You yeah. win. I don't I don't want my bike, you know, be lying on its side when I get back to it at at the end of the day. No, no you don't. I, I, bad. I've had that happen once. We do have a special guest tonight. Bay is here. Bay is back, sitting on the couch with Track Rat. Yep, Bay is back. So. Yeah, no, I didn't ride at all either. Um, I had intended to. Uh, adult life got in the way. So there was none of that for me. And I actually planned on riding today during lunch break. That didn't happen. No, no, just between the cold and the wind, I just didn't feel like dealing with it today. No, it's one I was like, yeah, no, I'm not messing with it. <laughs> it sucks pretty badly. Yeah, it's not fun. Brandon, you do any riding? Uh, I did not do any riding. No, it's man, it's cold as tits out. It's cold. It's yeah. bad. I, I look at the bike, and you know, we had a a, a decent day. You know, the weather was going to be nice. You know, uh, was it Monday, Monday or Tuesday, something like that? Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, around lunchtime it's going to be sixty, mm-hmm. but right now it's like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah not so much. Not yeah, so I didn't feel like suiting up and gearing up and 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 you know freezing my nuts off on the way to work. In order to enjoy the ride home. <laughs> so, Cat, right. all of our friends out in Santa Cruz, y'all are fucking spoiled. Yeah, yeah, they talk about they talk about cold weather. Yeah, riding. cold weather. Yeah, 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 come out here and come ride with us. Let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's getting kind of cold out here. No. What is it, 68 in the morning? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's one of the things, too. Right now, for me, the cold's one thing. And I've got all the gear I need to make sure I can ride through it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to drive through the traffic while everyone's no. amped up on the holidays and shopping and whatever else they got going on. You know, people's yeah. brains turn off even more. Oh, God, especially right now. Yeah. Especially right now. 
And having to drive through three metro areas, really. I'm oh, God. Not dealing no. With <coughs> so, anyway. So, there's that. We haven't ridden. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a lot of... There's been some news, but it's been... We haven't ridden. Love you, mate. Bye. <laughs> and I've got a tail in my You've face. got a tail. You, I'm not commenting. Love you, man. But... Stephanie, don't get mad. <laughs> He's got another woman's tail in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, news-wise, there's actually some things that have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Biggest news for me this morning was uh, the rumor of Ducati being sold to several different companies. Uh, Audi has put that to rest. They have decided they no longer need to even consider selling Ducati or Lamborghini. It was Volkswagen Auto Group. I don't know why they even threw that out there. Because yeah. I understand because of the Dieselgate thing right. and they're having to pay all the stuff, but they're a, the fines were like two and a half billion. They're a thirty-eight to forty-five billion dollar company a year, mm-hmm. so they can absorb that pretty easy. So I don't know if well, somebody got a hold of it and said, "Hey, they need to do this," and there it went <laughs> or what. But now the thing with Audi Group is they're they've always had a very simple business model. When things get to be a little too complicated, yeah, they simplify it. They eliminate. What they don't feel is necessary. Uh, and that's actually why Ducati came up in the conversation in the first place. Uh, for the last nine months since Dieselgate, they've been in kind of panic, let's get everything fixed mode. Yeah. Uh, and just in the last couple of months, business has returned to normal. They're yeah. no longer freaking out. They're They're making money again. So they don't need to worry about having to eliminate some of their more boutique side yeah. of things. And with the entirety of the Volkswagen Auto Group, it's, I mean, Volkswagen owns everything. They own, it's obviously Volkswagen, Porsche, <coughs> Audi, Lamborghini, Bentley, Skoda, Seat, Ducati. So if there's an auto manufacturer that's German and not Mercedes or BMW, they own it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those deals where it's, it was a, I don't want to say a pipe dream, but one of those things where, hey, this could be on the block, but ended up not being. Right. So, I'm glad it didn't get sold because if maybe Harley would have bought it, like the rumor was, it could have been, that could have been a disaster. Right. And there are a lot of people that are very happy that Harley will not be owning it. Because it means yeah. two different ends of the spectrum completely. Absolutely. You know, again, for Harley, it would make sense for them to, to purchase it because it, now they've got something that will attract younger riders. Well, the problem with that is they tried that with MV and they destroyed well, that. Well, this is also true. <laughs> they botched that whole thing. Uh, anybody commenting on that? Power Commander 3 is what you need, J-Mac. Power Commander 3. Yeah, the question yes. was... Power wait, Commander. wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. You've got a carbureted bike, don't you? What model Power Commander should I get for my Kawi? Yeah, thank you for asking the question, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that a carbureted bike? What year is it? The ZX6. It's a oh. big headlight, big twin headlight ZX6. Uh, I think it's carbureted. We have to ask John what year it is. John, what year is your bike and is it carbureted? Yeah, it's carbureted. He's laughing. You need a Power Commander 7. You need a Power Commander 12 is what you need. Zaz Super Tuner? Yeah. He needs yeah. to land the, the ambient temperature shit. <laughs> I'm putting Bayo away. If you want to (laughs) (laughs) so um, let me see. Yeah, moving on. (laughs) Moving on. 
And of course, the guy with the next bit of news just walked away. Oh, y'all talk. We always do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to. I want to give props to uh, J Mac and and Little Mac. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. That the, the boy I think has found. He has passion. Yes. In in motorcycle riding, J Mac says that his boy's been riding every day this week. Putting us to uh, to shame there. They're very good. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's fun to watch your kids uh, start to love yes. motorcycling. It's also a little scary to watch your kids start to love motorcycling. <laughs> Teach them to love motorcycles; they'll never have a drug addiction. <laughs> get that yeah, tub running so yeah. I can get that going. Yeah. So yeah, way hey. to go there. Uh, good job, J Mac. Wonderful hey, job. Start them now. You won't have to worry about buying Xboxes and PS. Playstations and anything. Yeah, you might, but no. that might be for you so you can watch TV on it. Right. <laughs> anyway, so what news are we talking about? So, what's in one? road racing. Oh, so I had heard a rumor about this, but I didn't want to say anything because I couldn't get confirmation on it. Um, Jake Gagne, uh, the AMA Superbike rider that was the sole Superbike rider on a Honda, has been cherry-picked, and he is now going to World Superbike. Um, <coughs> the question was posed to the group of us with this, sorry, that was a really weird burp. The question is, will HRC finally start putting money and putting development into the CBR with Jake Gagne going on it? I don't see Jake being the catalyst to do that. I see American Honda throwing a bunch of money at it because we have two Americans on Hondas. Now we have Jake Gagne. And we have PJ Jacobson, who they just chaired, who they just pulled from MV Augusta from the World Supersport. So they onto uh, the satellite team. The satellite, I can't remember the name of the team, but the t- the satellite team that Honda's using now has won the World Superstock Championship a couple of years in a row. Um, American Honda's probably gonna throw a bunch of money in it. I don't see HRC doing it. The thing is. HR, uh, American Honda was paying for Nikki's, was paying Nikki's salary when he went over to MotoGP. So it could be a plus. It may not be. Jake was the only one that was riding a pure 2017 motorcycle. World Superbike, they were running 2016 parts in the new 2017 bike, trying to make it work, trying to figure everything out. I know the Broster Chicken bike that was Broster Chicken. That's the main sponsor. That was the whole thing on the side of the bike. Um, that team, that bike there was a really, really, really high-end Wira A Superbike. Because that was a pure, pure American-built Honda Superbike. Like the, the chief, like the crew chief, the main guy for the team is the one that did the, did the wiring harness on it. Like he made it himself. So... Honda, American Honda's going to throw a bunch of money at it. I don't know if HRC is going to put any in it just from the sheer fact that, I, again, I don't know. Um, they've got Leon Camier and Jake Gagne on the factory, on the Red Bull bike. So we'll see. We'll see how it works. I, I really want that bike to work just to, because it, all it is is Cowies and one duck. I want that bike to be at least toward the front of the pack in a non-rain race. Um, they just picked up Ian Hutchinson. For Real Roads Racing, they poached him from Tyco BMW. Uh, he's on a Honda this year. So that's really big news for Real Roads Racing. Because he's one, he's the top guy at the Isle of Man, pretty much, like, young guy. 
you're still going to have John McGinnis. You're still going to have, you know, all the guys, Michael Dunlop, all those guys. But Ian's the guy. He's the only person to ever win five in a, five in a weekend. He's the only guy to do it. And, yeah, he wadded himself up, and he's in an <clears throat> external fixator. But the guy can still flat ride. So if anybody can figure that bike out, it's him. Hopefully. Because, I mean, look Hopefully. at some of the other people that tried to get on that bike. Yeah. I mean, you had but, John McGinnis and Guy Martin on the bike. If yeah. John McGinnis can't make it work, something's wrong. Guy, I love him to death. He's still my favorite Real Rose racer. He's still probably my favorite motorcycle racer behind Matt Maladin at this moment in time. Guy's not a pure racer. He's a little scatterbrained, and he needs to have his own. He needs to control everything on it. So, God love him. I, I will go to bat for Guy Martin every day of the year. But I, he just, he's not a development guy. So that's just me. Gotcha. Um, that's, well, it's cool that he's coming back. Also, there's word that another great is coming back to. Yes, that dropped today. Mm-hmm. Troy Bayless is racing really? the Australian Superbike <clears throat> series with him and the guy that, the kid that he had on the Super Stock team, uh, his Super Stock team on Ducatis. Him and him. Those two, Troy, I can't remember the guy's name to save my life right now. They're they're doing Australian Superbike. So, good for you, Troy. Have at it. I hope you have a blast. You don't need any more money. But right. have fun. I know his son's coming up. He's about to be of age where he can run 600s mm-hmm. over there. So, and his son's actually, his son's pretty <laughs> damn good, too. Well, Excuse me. the bloodlines are really fast. But, so, that's... Really big news. Right. Taylor's wishing uh, Matt Maladin would come back. Oh, my God. I wish Matt would. I, if Matt came back, you'd. I'd, <laughs> He'd I'd, be a puddle right I now. I would be a puddle right now because I've got Matt's. <laughs> I have Matt's helmet, his literal helmet, sitting on my shelf right now. Is that the autographed one in there? That's yeah. one of them. The one with the dark smoke shield is the one that he pulled off his head and gave to me. Nice. Um, the one with the clear shield on it is the one that I bought that he signed. <laughs> <laughs> But literally, if Matt Maladin came back, I would watch every Australian Superbike race there was. Um, Matt and I have chatted on occasion. Uh, I told him if he ever shows up at Road Atlanta or Birmingham, I've got the bottle of scotch. Where are we at? And he's like, I'm down. So I, if that happens, it yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna be like you can see me right now. I'm, right. He's I'm, already. Puddling up. I'm already puddling up right now. Matt, <laughs> there was a rumor Matt was going to come back on a BMW for a year or two, but that just didn't work. Right. So, but there's that. But good for Troy. Mm-hmm. I welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you have a blast. You don't need to prove anything else. Just go have fun. Yeah. Literally, good. Just that's, go that's do it. Go do you. Do. Go have fun. Cool. What else? All right. So, real quick question. We had a couple questions. Cat uh, had a question. We need yes, to answer. I'm about one. to answer that. Okay. Um. First. J Mac actually did seriously ask, should he jet his bike? Absolutely. Yes. You need to. Why are you even asking us yeah. this question? Uh, the way you got that bike set up, it you owe it to it to jet it and get it fueled. I don't know, man. Does jet he, it! Does he need any more speed? We saw what happened this summer. His his bike will be happier <laughs> and running a lot cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. yes, you just need to. Yes. Uh, Dino Jet Scott. The kit for it. Uh, I can't think of the other company that's got one for it. Uh, but they're they're out there, and you should definitely do it. Um, Kat, you asked about 
draining a tank full of acid. Huh? Uh, she's cleaning the inside of a tank, so she, there's a... Uh, She's put acid in to kind of eat the rust. I would have sworn that the the word was rust. She put acid in. She put oh, acid. She in? wants to avoid disposing of the acid. I'm sorry. Uh, so filling the tank or getting rid of the rust. Uh, yeah, man, vinegar. Yeah, which is something that the, the Will would have suggested himself. Right, is uh, actually apple cider vinegar. Yeah, you can you yeah. can fill the tank with vinegar undiluted. Fill yeah. it. Fill it. Uh, fill it completely and let it and sit it. for a day or three. Yeah. Um, also use a, a cup of uh, quarter-inch nuts, pour it down the tank, shake it up, get all the loose rust out, and then and shake out all the nuts. Coat it. Yep. Uh, if you are going to do a solution to coat the inside of the tank, uh, you can use the newer cream, but it still sucks. PR 15 is the best stuff you can get. It's Caswell Plating sells it. Uh, that is the absolute best thing you can line the inside of your tank with. It's ethanol-proof. Uh, and it's practically bulletproof at that point. Uh, so yeah, use vinegar. You can empty that out and not worry about killing the environment. Yeah, it's not, the, has, it's, she, has she already put acid in the thing? Uh, How do you get that much acid? And where well, no, it? it's it's a weird. It's not like the vinegar. It's like cooking vinegar. I mean, we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking. She's talking about. Did, I, I don't have the question on there on my. What screen do you or? recommend for e- for an easy solution to a tank filled with rust? Oh. She wants to avoid disposing go. of the acid because muriatic acid sucks. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's not like the vinegar you get from the store. It's like a twenty percent or something like that. I had a customer tell me this, and I can't remember what it is. Oh well, I've I've seen people just get the vinegar from the store. Yeah, our our, our buddy Richard. Yeah, uh, you know he he deals you know and it's like strictly old bikes. Oh, that's all he does. Yeah. And you know he he plugs it up, fills it up, caps it off, and some ball bearings just and shake it, it around. Yeah, yeah, just lets it sit. And, you know, before and after pictures are amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and we're talking about acid versus bases. Uh, you know, if you're looking to uh, get rid of acid, yeah. you dilute it with a base. Mm-hmm. You know, don't dilute it with water. No, nope. yeah, it's not going to do anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I believe isn't, uh, uh, vinegar is a base. Vinegar is basic, yeah. yes. Yeah. So yeah. Also baking soda and yeah. someone don't mix ba- vinegar and baking soda. Don't do that. No, That's no, a no. bad idea. <laughs> if you do go the third, third grade science experiment. Right. Yeah. If you I do, mean, if you need to make a volcano real quick, sure. Right. Hey, <laughs> custom feature, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a safety feature. <laughs> but if you do really go with muriatic, muriatic acid, uh, baking soda is really the yeah. easiest, most obtainable thing. Uh, what else? Let's see. J Mac says, so what stage jet kit does he get? Um, he's literally when it comes to carbs. You clean them, minor adjust, but that's it. Do you have is it the stock header or is it is it a full pipe? Is it a full from header back exhaust or is it a stock header and with a slip on? Even then, stage one be fine. It's when you start to do, you know, if you start doing motor polish, work, yeah, stage three. Yeah. Stage one's all you need. Yeah. That's gonna pull more than hard enough for the street. Yeah. Um, Pull more than hard enough for him. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so love you, J Mac. There is that, and Chris Parrish has just joined. What us. up, Parrish? All right. So yeah, we okay for everyone who was on Wingman's Nation and everything. We posted his resume. Um, we are going to be we're going to be on the bike. I'm. We are all super excited about this. Very much so. So Road Atlanta is the first race for this class, I believe. I know they're not going to Coda. But I want to say Road Atlanta is the first race. 
If I can go, I'm going to be down there. Um, Chris, let me know. I'll be, I'll help you in the pits if you need me to. If not, I'm going to have corner work, but just let me know. That way I can say, hey, I'm not going to work. Um, everybody watch out because for those of us, for, I'm the only person that's seen Chris race. I don't know what the field's going to look like, but I've got a strong suspicion, Chris, is you're going to be top five for the year. Um, right now he's the top five. Come on, man. Well, at least top. I don't know who's all going to be there. I'm going to, I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Sneak um, the rear. But it's going to be fun. Uh, mom's, it's going to, there's going to be a wingman's garage with ghetto customs banner. I'll get you t-shirt sizes here soon. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Everybody go out there and like, and like GC services on Facebook. Um, GC services. Oops. Chris, let me know if you're going to do the ghetto customs racing thing again. If you're going to make a Facebook page for that, we'll blast that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, support your local guys. Chris is local out of Na- uh, technically Nashville. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I'm beyond ready. And if you're not racing Bessie, I want to ride Bessie now. <laughs> now that you've got her set up. I, now that I've ridden her from stock, I want to ride her how she is now. I really want to do that. That that'd be. I want to see what the differences are. <laughs> Chris says first, what's up? Yeah. Yep. Second, road A. Road Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's April 13th. He wants to see us all there. I'm going to, if I can go, I'm going to definitely be down there. Um, so, and <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I will, I will work Saturday, a Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, both days. Um, I think the way they're doing, I think they're doing practice Friday and they're doing the race on Saturday. If I can, if I can come down, I will, I will definitely pit for you. I will definitely be pit bitch. So let me know. As opposed to just bitch. Fuck off. <laughs> so, but anyway, there's that. I'm really excited though. Oh, they said that's your dad's oh. birthday weekend. Dad can come too. <laughs> dad will be down there hanging out with us too. He'd rather. You be... mean you're taking your dad? I'm taking yeah. dad down there. Yes. Yeah. Dad, that's much more come birthday work friendly. with the, Dad. The come pits. down the road and with me. We'll pit it with Chris. We'd go hang out with the, the superstars. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We'll come down and, well, did mom say that? Mom, come on. Dad would want to go down there with us and hang out. Anyway, what's the question? All right. You, well, see, you see James's question here? I do. Uh, that and, no, go ahead. Go ahead and read it. Read it? All yeah. right. Uh, I, James says, I have an 05 JSXR. We call them Jigsters. Jigsters. Uh, 600, full Yoshi header, smaller sprockets. Uh, Power Commander, it's pretty fast. Beat an 07 FZ1. Uh, what can I do to make it faster? What? Dude, 200 miles an hour on a 600 is fast enough. What year is it? <laughs> Shut up. What year is it? 05. 05. Yeah. Um, the only thing you're going to be able to do to make it fast, there's two ways you can do this. The least expensive way is to get in there and... What Does he want it? Do you... Let me yeah. ask this. Do you want it faster at the top, top end, end? Or do you just or want, do you it, want it quicker? Do you want yeah. it stronger so, through the motor? Yeah, so if you want it faster at the top end, put the stock sprocket back on. Yes. Yes. If you want a strong... If you want the horsepower number to be higher, you need to get in and do some head work, <clears> port polish the head, maybe get... If you can figure out a way to get some hotter pistons... Do a 600cc, just do hotter, higher compression pistons. Mm-hmm. You can do a big bore kit and do a 650. You can bore the motor out and do a 650cc. 
Or, or trade that, trade that Joker in on a new buy. I was going to say, if you're <laughs> going to spend that, you wanna, that much money. If you yeah. want to stick with the 05, you can put a turbo on it. Or you can get a newer bike, you can get a 1000 and just yeah. not have to worry about that. Yeah. So it, it all depends on how much you want to spend to make yeah. it faster and it's what how, you're trying to get at it. How fast do you want to go? How deep is your wallet? That's those are the two questions. Um, if you want to stick with the six hundred, port polish the head, bore it out, make the bike lighter, mm-hmm. because yeah. that that's the easiest way to do it. Because that's yeah. the that's actually I don't want to say the least expensive, but it's the easiest way. Make the bike lighter. Actually, you drop weight because there it is. if you drop weight, that means there's less weight on the bike and it's going to pull harder. Yeah. If you want, to, if you can find some lightweight wheels. If you can find like titanium, a titanium fastener kit, you can drop weight off that way. An aluminum subframe or a lightweight subframe. Oh, yeah. That kind hurt. of stuff. A lightweight battery, a, li- a yep. lipo battery. Yep. A lithium drop, battery will go drop, drop at least 50, six pounds. At least six to 10 pounds off a li- lithium battery. Especially on a 600. Especially on a 600. Um, if it's, if you're looking at, if you're drag racing it, which way, the way it sounds, the way, that's the way it sounds like you're drag racing it. Um, Literally, get every bit of lightweight, anything material mm-hmm. you can find for it and put it on there. If you're just looking for something fast, get a 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. just get a 1,000. You'll 1, save yeah. a, lot, a lot of money. A whole headache. lot of just headache. Just get a 1,000. And you'll never hear me say that, usually, but just get a 1,000. <laughs> J-Max says, take the brakes off. No, don't yeah. do that. Don't weight, do that. Weight reduction, bro. Weight reduction, no. Only well, if you're going in a circle on dirt yeah, on a smaller bike. Only time you need to do that is you take the front brakes off on a flat track. Yes. That's the only time you get to do that. Yeah. And don't take off one. Man, it, that's that's weird, too. Oh, it's really Not, weird. Just because I, I am a constant uh, finger on mm-hmm. the brake uh, rider. You mm-hmm. know, I keep a finger on the brake. And just to... Not feel that lever there is so weird. That hooligan bike that Will had at the shop that I rode. Oh, the... Uh, the body. Mm-hmm. Bonneville. Yeah. I got on there and went to reach for it. And I'm like, wait a minute. This really, this is actually a real hooligan bike. Yeah. Come on. I don't yeah, like it. It's, like, it's rear brake only. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. a weird feeling. But no. If you're going for a straight line, put the stock gearing oh, yeah. back on it and go from there. If you're going to drop... So if you want to put money in the motor, port posh the head... Stroke it, big bore it, and do that. Right. But other than that, if you once you do that, you're gonna have to go forced induction. Right. James um, adds he is 145 pounds. Oh, you yeah, yeah no, yeah. you're good. Don't no. Um, well, how tall? Don't lose any more weight. <laughs> yeah, if he's five ten and 145 pounds, you need to gain some weight. Um, <laughs> but literally, if you're wanting to go fast, if you're stay, if you want to stay in that grouping and that as a 600, port polish the head. Get a dyno tuned, get it tuned, mm-hmm. get it properly tuned from either us at the shop mm-hmm. or CMP. I'd actually recommend someone else's because we don't have a dedicated okay. tuner. CMP right here in town, if you're in Nashville, CMP does very good work. Um, go with them; they can get big, they can get decent power, they get decent power out of stuff. Um, but you're kind of kind once of you get to a out. point, but, you're but, kind but, of topping it out. Yeah, yeah, you're limited. Next. Next, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, realistically, today's show was about is about one thing. Is about one thing. Yes. Yep. Uh, a pioneer in the motorcycle film world because there really isn't very many. Not even motorcycle film just, world, just motorcycle world. Yeah. So this past Sunday, 
Bruce Brown, who, amongst other films, created On Any Sunday. He is the he is the director and the narrator and uh, the visionary behind On Any Sunday. And if you are riding a motorcycle and you have not seen this movie, you need to. You, you owe it to yourself. To. You have to watch this. It's a pre. In all honesty, On Any it, this is the way it is with me. You take the MSF course and then you watch On Any Sunday to properly ride a motorcycle. Or you just watch On Any Sunday anyways. Yes. Just to do it. Um, um, if you've never seen it, it is... It, yes, it is dated because it was done back in what you're saying. I don't remember. It's Two, late 60s, early yeah. 70s. Um, it's after it, Great Escape, I know yeah, that. It is a little dated, but uh, you have to watch this movie. Is, um, is, is Dawn your mother? Yes, Dawn. Right, she mother. says you were raised on that. I, I will. <laughs> when we get to me, I will make that comment. Yeah. Yes, Dawn is my mother. Hi, mom. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Yeah. Uh, you've got several of the greatest people ever on motorcycles in it: Mark Law, Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith. If you've see, ever seen MSR, mm-hmm. that off-road gear, that's, that's Malcolm it. Smith. Malcolm and, Smith Racing is what that is. And he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Day. To this day. So, you got Malcolm, Mert, Steve okay. McQueen. Steve McQueen funded this movie. Um, and what name did he race under? Harvey Mushman. Harvey Mushman. <laughs> right? Um, I wanted that. I actually got really close because they were asking names for when I went to college. They were asking for names for uh, uh, our college ID. I got really close to putting that down for my college ID. <laughs> I, that's a that's a good na- a good name for a band, I think. Harvey Mushman. Harvey yes. Mushman. That is a <laughs> but you're gonna have to cover the. Uh, the you have to cover this the the yeah you have to you have to at least walk out to the uh, no man the music is shite on that movie oh I love that music <laughs> shut up it's, it's very that I don't care I love that music dated. I love the music for the soundtrack anyway yeah, so I mean, it's all part of the thing it is part of the thing but so this. There's no film that I've ever seen that just oozes the the fun of writing. Let's let, like okay, so we'll talk about the like, let's talk about the movie for a second, right? And then we'll go down the line. So the fun thing is about it. It's with Steve McQueen being in it. Steve McQueen inadvertently started this whole thing because Bruce Brown, the individual we're talking about, who was the He's the guy who started the surf film mm-hmm. that we all summer. know in, in the summer, surfing mm-hmm. hollow days, the yep. whole nine yards. Um, he watched The Great Escape, and when actually it wasn't really Steve, but when Steve McQueen, it was Bud Eakins, <laughs> when Steve McQueen jumped the barbed wire fence. I'm man, trying. are you sure? It's Bud Eakins. I are promise. You sure? I promise. It man, is Bud I heard Eakins. all these all these people talking about nope. Steve McQueen Steve, made that jump. Steve did not make the jump. It was Bud Eakins because the insurance company wouldn't cover Steve to make that jump. Steve could do it, but they wouldn't let it. Bud Eakins is the guy that did the jump. What that, a letdown. That film actually won a won an Oscar for film editing for that scene because everyone thinks it was Steve. It wasn't Steve. It was Bud Eakins. Steve did every other bit of riding on every other one, last one of the motorcycles on that. But Bud except is one, scene. except for that scene, Bud is the one that did the jump. So he saw that scene, got so jazzed and so wound up about motorcycles, he went out and bought a Honda 50 step through. 
You meet the nicest people on the You farm. do meet, it's a 50 cup. <laughs> he go, the, the quote is, he goes, I didn't jump any barbed wire fences, but I went through a few. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. But, so, as they were developing the film, Bruce calls Steve. He goes, hey, I'm doing this motorcycle movie. You know, would you like to be a part of it? He goes, yeah, what do you want me to do? He goes, pay for it. <laughs> and so, so Steve goes, give me, a, I'll call you back in a little while. <laughs> I love so it. The, so the next day, Steve goes, he calls him back and he goes, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So, what do you so, want me to do? Pay for it. Yeah. Oh. So Bruce did the development and everything else in the direction and Steve's company, Solar Productions, did all the, like all the heavy lifting and all, all the production work. That's why Steve has such a big major role in the whole thing. Another really good quote, another really good anecdote about it. You can't tell that I don't have the special edition DVD at the house, do you? Um, when they do the end scene where they run around on the dunes, that's mm-hmm. at a marine base in Southern, in California somewhere. Mm-hmm. Bruce calls to, hey, can we use the beach to do this? They go, no. Steve calls two days later and goes, hey, this is Steve McQueen. Can I use, can we use this for a film? Sure. Come on out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's good to have someone with Steve yeah. backing this. It definitely opened a lot of doors. You see a lot of you see and you see a lot up to that point. All you saw with motorcycles was the wild one, mm-hmm. bikers. All the guys riding motorcycles were the bad guys. Yeah, they just painted bikers in a. They painted it in a very, very very negative light, and Bruce. Was like no, this isn't it. So that's why he fa- he followed flat track. He followed all the racing. He followed. He f- got a hold of Malcolm Smith and Bruce was luckily in that Southern California desert flat track road racing little epicenter, and he got to capture it all and brought it to brought it to the rest of the world, and it changed the mentality. <coughs> so I mean, I mean that coupled with. Honda's tagline. But, yeah, you, you need know. you need meet the light nicest people on a Honda. Um, yeah, it changed motorcycling as we know it. Well played. I didn't. I, no. You're it's yeah. my fault. Keep going. But so okay, every last one of us have seen it. Yes. When did you first see it? When did I first see? It? When did you okay. first experience on any Sunday? Uh, well, man. Okay, back in the days when you went to. Uh, a locally run video rental store. Uh, I I always saw the box on the shelf on any Sunday, the motorcycle on the cover, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This was before I was really riding." You know, I had I had ridden a motorcycle from a that a friend of mine owned, and it was a horrible experience. My first motorcycle ride was a terrible experience, um, and but I I still. Loved motorcycles, what they made me think about, what they made me, uh, the excitement they gave me, man, just to look at a motorcycle was like, oh, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it until way later. Yeah. But the first time, we, every time I'd go into the store and I'd see that box, I was like, man, I want to see that someday. But, you know, I, there was like a cartoon that I wanted to rent. Sure, yeah. And he, he's, you can only take you only get one movie this week, Brandon. So, so yeah, it, I I always saw the box there and I was intrigued with it. And even then, you heard people talk about it the way we're talking about it now. 
the best motorcycle movie, you know, best motorcycle documentary, whatever. And, uh, but yeah, eventually I saw it and man, watching those kids uh, at, at the first of it, you mm-hmm. know, on those bikes with the, the ape hanging handlebars and the banana seats. That was me, man. Yeah. That was, that was my friends and I in the neighborhood. Uh, we rode those bikes, you know, and it was amazing what you could do on those bikes. What you see those kids doing on those bikes, you know, jumping, jumping on them right. and, and, you know, just riding wheelies and shit through the neighborhoods. That's how we rode our bikes. We all wanted motorcycles. Yeah. You know, we all had the bicycles. Uh, so I identified with those kids pretty quick, you know, but it, and then it switches over to the motorcycle stuff, you know, and, and at that time. Whose hero wasn't Evil Knievel? Absolutely. You know, I mean, right. later you find out he's a wife beater and womanizer. But yeah, you, later you find out he's kind of a dick. Once you look below but the he had, Yeah. But he had an awesome toy, which was a knuckle-busted The, the crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all had one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it's nostalgic for me. Yeah. You, know, I, I, when, you know, when I come in tonight and see it on your TV... It's nostalgic. We were definitely know? playing it before while we were waiting on yeah. everybody yes. to get here. So it, it's... Like I said, it, it didn't have as much effect on me as I think it did you guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, it it has its place. Uh, I still enjoy it, but it's not one of those things where I I'm you know, holy shit, man, on any Sunday, you know, because yeah. faster, fastest. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> that, well, we'll but, talk about we'll talk right, about the influence that's, later. That's just, yeah, yeah that's just another that's another thing entirely. But it's it's. Uh, it has its place in history. Mm-hmm. It has its place in the bike life, and you know, without that, yes, uh, it led to so much more. Right. You know, so it's like uh, you don't have to love Elvis as a musician, mm-hmm. but you know the influence he had on music to where it is and now. That's exactly you don't have to like the Beatles, but you got to recognize you know, Chuck Berry. If you don't like Chuck, you got to recognize what he did. For music to get us where we are now. Absolutely. So I, that's how I look at it. Uh, it there's a reverence uh, when it comes to on any Sunday. Yeah. What about you, Eeyore? When did you first watch it? 45 minutes ago. Oh, what? What? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Please tell me your joke. Are you kidding? Nope. Nope. Hey, nope. Hey, hey, he's never even had a ride with anybody until... This year. You no, know, 365 yeah. within this last 365. Yeah. Okay, so this is what's going to happen with you. Um, I'm going to have to get a DVD from mom and dad's house because I've got it on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, you're going to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And take notes. That's freaking me out right now. That really, it doesn't bother me, but it's like, what the hell? What? Oh my God. Okay, so we're going to skip. Not only that, I have not seen one episode of Game of Thrones either. Well, that's not that big a deal. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for Game of Thrones to end, and then I'm going to watch the whole thing. And, yeah, and that's I'm, a different podcast. I'm, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But anyway, right? since uh, we're skipping over, since Eeyore doesn't really have an opinion on it. Right. He's there 45 no, minutes ago. What he said yeah. about uh, the influence of the movie on motorcycling. Yeah. You know, I can see that. <sighs> yeah, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> he just doesn't want to talk. That's all it is. It's like, I'm not used to being on camera. No. No, I'm not. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Kind of weird. All right, all go, right. Chris. So, for me, I came into the movie after I officially got bitten by the bug. Uh, so, about... I, I've known about it because I... Through most of 
You alright? Yeah. He has a tiny little bladder. I have a tiny bladder. I'm He's like a puppy. Shut up. Wow. I started drinking before you got a manager. Anyways. That's not a line so, you usually say. <laughs> right. So I, I've been to motorcycles for a long time, but I hadn't ridden until 2002. Um, so reading all the magazines throughout the years, and obviously it comes up all the time mm-hmm. on any Sunday, on any Sunday. And I'd never watched it. So just after I started riding, uh, a couple of my buddies were sitting there together and we were watching all the other videos that were out at the time, you know, all the, all the stunt videos that came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found it. I'm like, I've never watched this. Let's, let's watch it. And at first, I didn't know what to think. Because, you know, you hear the music, and it's like, oh, yeah, it is that And about 10 minutes in, <laughs> I was hooked. That's all yeah. it took. Just watching that, and again, you know, at the time, I was still a new rider. So, in the very be- first few minutes of the, se- the movie, after the kids... There's uh, the guy who gets the motorcycle for the first time, and mm-hmm. you know he's with his buddy, and he's trying to learn how to ride, and ends up going, you know, wrecking the entire neighborhood. Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the videos on YouTube that show people, uh, you know, taking their first motorcycle ride. Yeah. God, those are tough to watch, man. They are. <laughs> but always, you know, we've all been there. Oh, uh, but you know, you see there. somebody. The woman flying across a yard and face first into oh. the rail of a trampoline. Yeah, oh, you're the one that's always fun to watch. But yeah, it's terrible. The, the one, too. the one, that, the one that makes me like, oh man, it, it, the empathy oozes when that little kid hits the wooden fence. Yeah, and goes straight to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, get up, little guy. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, uh, it's tough to watch this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He washed his hands. Yes. He all caps, wash your hands. Hey, Michael, what's up? And Naoki just joined us. What's up, Naoki? So, I mean, that's, like I said, I was hooked after that. Yeah. Um, you know, I sat there and I watched the whole thing. Everybody else went and did other things. I just sat there and watched it. Um, and as I was telling you earlier, one of my favorite <coughs> quotes of all time actually came from that movie. It's uh, the scene where they're racing in Elsinore with Harvey Mushman. And, uh, AKA. Yeah. <laughs> Steve McQueen, you know, his quote is, every time I think the world's gone bad, I look around, I see people riding on motorbikes and having fun, and I realize it's not so bad after all. Yeah. I mean, that that sums it all up for me. You know, we all know getting on our bikes is what brings us out of our some of our deepest, darkest moods ever. Yeah. Man, when, when, when I guess this will get into our, our, our next topic, but, um, you know, riding a bike... When you when you get off work and you throw your leg over your bike, it really is, man. It's it's such a zen thing, mm-hmm. you know. It, it it it's it's like a vacation between work and home if the traffic's decent. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, it's other, yeah. Or if you're in Nashville, it's murder. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just yeah. I haven't commuted during you know rush hour. You on don't bike want in a long to. Don't time. like it. Uh, but but it's just such a Oh man, this is this is where I want to be. You know, this is where I want to be. Um, you know, the day is over. You get on your bike. You ride home. If everything goes well, you get there and it's great. You yeah, know, like, man, just 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 for that that forty minute ride home is is fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why my house is thirty miles from work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know, and I hate to <coughs> I hate to bring up bad news, but you know, the Nashville scene lost uh, another yeah. rider yes. this Monday. Yeah. Um, riding, and he was riding in the cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it was you know somebody pulled out and the phrase we've all heard, I didn't see him. Yeah. You know, so I, I'd like to take a moment, you know, we we harp on cagers, uh, and but at some point we all are cagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and as a rider, man, we have to, nobody else is going to look out for us. Nope. You know, you got to watch out for number one. And your first priority needs to be get where you're going alive. Yes. Uh, you know, people don't see us when we're on two. No. And we need to make sure, man, if we're flying around something, we have to pay attention that there is a side road that they might not see us, you know, and they'll pull out and think they're clear to, they can clear this vehicle, you know, beside us, but they don't see us coming beside them, mm-hmm. you know. So, so just, man, I urge you, um, uh, See them. You know, you've got to see them because if you don't see them and they don't see you, you know, it, we, we like to throw the, the blame on those driving the cars, but uh, we take a risk and a chance to do what we love to do. And, yep. uh, you know, just please be diligent yep. when riding your, your bikes. your eyes open and don't assume anyone sees you. Uh, you know, on that note, our friends in Santa Cruz, the Misfits at the Recycle Garage, they actually had a guest on their show two weeks ago, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, who slightly off topic as to why he does he did this, but he was riding behind a friend, or a friend was behind him, another car was in front of him, and a man was uh, standing on the side of the road oh, and was yeah. about to walk into the road and saw the car coming. The car stopped. Guy got back on the side. He kept going. Uh, gentleman on the bike decided, okay, it's time to go. He's there. I'm going to uh, start moving. Doing about 40 miles an hour. And the guy on the side of the road didn't see the bike because all he saw was the car. Mm-hmm. And stepped right in front of him and they collided. And gentleman didn't survive. The rider did. Yeah. Uh, and, and he didn't. I guess he was. the rider was taken to the hospital yep. and later learned that the man he hit died. Yes. You know, I don't want to be responsible for the death of anybody, no. you know, no. especially my, myself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that just goes to show you, you know, motorcycles are such a narrow, small object mm-hmm. for the human eye to see. Yeah. When you're looking for cars, you don't necessarily see the scooter or the motorcycle. Yeah. You know? Even like, even with the pulsing headlight, you know, whatever, right. with everything yeah. else, yeah. And of course, single headlights, where's the other one? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Here's here's a couple of things. One, Liza says that all motorcycle accidents are caused by the rider because either uh, they put themselves in a position where they weren't supposed to be, or it's their fault. Right. See, we do listen to you, Liza. <laughs> and yeah. And two, th- this one, this is the way the brain is wired. Um, your eyes see movement yeah and if something is not moving your brain will tune it out so you you can literally see some be looking at something 
And if it's not moving and there's stuff around it that is, your brain will ignore it. Yeah. So when they say, I didn't see them, literally, they were looking at it, but their brain didn't perceive it. Yeah. So that's one of them weird things that happens. It's just a a hardwired DNA mental thing. It's also hard to judge the distance on a motorcycle versus a car. Yeah, because, you know, this... uh, Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know how the speed's working. You don't know how fast it's... It's such a small object to see, whereas on a car, you can judge it pretty quick. And you you see a whole lot more cars coming at you than you ever see motorcycles. Eric, Eric says here... Exactly that. Uh, distance perception is very difficult mm-hmm. for yeah. drivers with narrow objects. A narrow object doesn't appear to change size much as it approaches. Mm-hmm. Wide vehicles are easy to judge distance and speed. That's there we go. That's a fact. You know, and, and a narrow object is just more difficult to yep. see. Yep. It just is. Period. Um, so just yeah, and Uncle take Danny, your time. Uncle Danny, what's up, dude? Yeah. Uh, he says eye contact. You yes. Know, and and when I'm when I'm riding, you know, even you know. With Danny and uh, the guys, we take our trip to to uh, Deals Gap every year. If I'm passing a vehicle on a side road, yeah. and and you know three of us are ahead of me, and then we got two more behind me, and there's a car on the side road or or you know in a blind curve or mm-hmm. driveway or whatever, I'll I'll yep. wave at them for stopping for paying attention, yeah. and and a lot of times give them. Thanks, two, dude. Yep. No, well, well, there's two more behind me. Yeah, and I I don't know if they understand that I'm doing. But it, gets their attention. It, it may get their attention long enough to go, what the hell is he talking about? Oh, here come two more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, eye contact mm-hmm. and, and and be courteous. Yeah, oh, yeah. To don't drivers, be a dick. You know, I, I've, I have <clears throat> passed on closed courses, uh, double yellow line. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Closed, closed courses only. Allegedly. And, and rather than being a dick as I go past and cut them short, I have accidentally cut them short before. But I, I throw up a hand and I wave to him, you know, hey, thanks for not killing me. Swerving <laughs> over at me and claiming it was a bee in your car. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, be courteous on the road. Yeah, which is a big thing. Goes a long way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kathy says, head on a swivel on my bike. No one's concerned about my safety but me. And that's exactly it. Yep. Yes. You know, ultimately, yeah, yeah. like you said, that's. It's up to the people who are riding to make sure that we get to where we're going. No, nobody wants you to live more than you do. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. At least we hope so. Right. Well, okay. depends on well. Anyway, just my, bl- my blood <laughs> collectors are uh, heavily invested in you staying alive for those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Danny, Danny's, Danny's waiting for McDoohan to come back. <laughs> McDoohan, yeah. The minute McDoohan comes back is the minute that like the five hundreds come back, right. <laughs> which could be fun. So and hey, Doug just joined us. What's, What's up, Doug? What up? Hey, so, Doug already has his tickets purchased, and uh, this is Doug Holt. Yes, yeah. Doug. Doug. What oh, up, man, buddy? Don't, don't throw out last names. <laughs> well, no, he's already got his his tickets purchased for Coda. He's got a car, a rental car oh, set up. That's Doug, Doug. Doug yeah, does that shit. He is. I love a, Doug to death. Planning man. I yeah. love Doug to death. Doug's the best. <laughs> At least he doesn't have to worry about things at the last minute. Exactly. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. So we already know you grew up going back to topic here. Yeah, yeah. You grew up watching it. I could okay. So <coughs> I was kind of doomed from birth for motorcycles. Um, There's worse things. To there do. is worse <laughs> things, but both my parents rode. Like mom and dad both ride. Um, I can remember being two and three years old looking at my dad because our the family tradition was Friday night was movie night. 
And I can literally, I remember looking at my dad going, let's, I, I want to watch the motorcycle movie. That's what it was called to me. I didn't the know motorcycle what it was called. Movie. The motorcycle yeah. movie. They'd throw that tape in and here we go. I literally. Adjust the tracking. Adjust, oh, yeah. Every <laughs> bit of it. Every bit of it. It's rolling again. And I mean, it literally, because I never got, I never got the side, the bad side of motorcycling, quote unquote. Right. With bikers and Hollister and everything else. That never entered my mind. My parents rode. So my parents are wonderful people. Right. They ride motorcycles. Right. I watch this movie. This there's nothing negative about this movie nope. at all. Right. Nope. So motorcycles guy tumbling across the page. No, that's just right. that, that's, that's just part of the, that's just that. part of the fun. That's just part of the way it goes. Yeah, but he jumps right up. He jumps good. right up. Everything's good, you know? And it's like motorcycles have never been there's never been a negative connotation to motorcycles with me ever. Yeah. From again, the womb. Right. So when I found out when I got to the point where I could figure out who made this movie. Mm-hmm. And I got to investigate and see what else he did uh, in the summer, all the surf movies, everything else. I followed that, and go, coming back to On Any Sunday, it shaped my opinion and my thought process and my love of motorcycling into a point where it's not just a form of transportation. It's not something, hey, this is cool. I'll do this for a couple of years, and you mm-hmm. know, if I lose interest, I lose interest. Right. This this is a lifestyle. Like, this is life for me. Mm-hmm. If I don't have two wheels in my life one way or the other, I start getting really depressed and really weird. Like, I get really down. I get really, like, angry. <laughs> I'm not fun to be around. I really am not a good person to deal with when I don't have at least either a motorcycle in the garage or I'm not riding. It's called no bucketitis. It's, no, it's, and you call it, and, I, and in talking with people, it's a lot like, again, it's like surfing. Mm-hmm. If the waves aren't producing what you need and you can't go surf, you don't want to be around surfers. Mm-hmm. It's like if we can't ride and we can't go do what we need to do to feel better, which is riding, you don't want to be around us. We get bitchy and grouchy and everything <clears throat> else. Like You really don't want to be around us. Or we start buying more bikes. Or we start buying more bikes. Yeah, it's like it because makes you feel better. You can't ride one. You might as well buy another. Get another one that you can't ride either. But I polish parts during the winter. <laughs> That's well, just not fun. That, well, anyway, so there's double entendre there. Um, it's and then in watching, I actually got to go see when the new on it, the newest on it, he said they came out. Seen it. When Bruce's son Dana did it, the minute I found out they were playing that. I bought tickets for, I bought four tickets. The minute I found out on IMAX, I was like, dad's coming. I took the queen with me. We all went and I'm sitting there damn near cheering watching this movie because it's Bruce Brown and on any Sunday influenced me so much that it's not just a movie that I enjoy. It's part, it's ingrained in me that this is, when and if I ever have kids, I'm. This is the movie that I'm going to show them when they are when they are, can like watch a TV. Are you getting chin quivery? Chin quivery? Chin quivery? Chin quivery? Are no, you like tearing up? No, I'm bit? not tearing up. I don't know. Give man. another few minutes. Sounds, Give me a minute. It sounds like but it's, you're about to cry. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> but it's. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. It's not. It's not really that crucial, but it. 
You can trace, like damn near, you can trace every trend and every big thing going on in motorcycling now to this film. Scramblers, desert sleds, the gear, flat track coming back. All of everybody wanting the three-quarter helmet with the face mask and everything. All of the old, not really old stuff, like all the neo-retro stuff Mm -hmm. that's going on. You can trace this all the way back to this movie. Literally. I just like to see the GNCC like that. Like it used to be. Absolutely. Flat Trap, TT, and Road Race. Yeah. You had Flat to Track, TT, oh, yeah. off like the yeah. whole, where you have to do yeah, five different disciplines cool. to get the number one plane. Yeah. I'd like to see that. And the that amazing would, thing was, it was all on the same bike. It was all, yeah, damn near all on the same bike. <laughs> right. Like everything, like but. Let's do it. Well, they, there was some modifications done yeah. to that bike. But anyway, but it's. And Bruce Brown will, Bruce Brown for me, racing, has the, one of the better racing quotes. Next, next week's topic. What bike currently available could do all three? Yeah. Well, wait, go ahead. New, yeah. Yeah. So you told the Steve McQueen quote, mm-hmm. me being the road race nut, Bruce Brown in in the MotoGP section of the new online Sunday movie, he goes, nothing's really changed. The bikes have changed. The people haven't really changed all that much. The only real big difference is you got to walk a whole lot farther to go pick your bike up and crash. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. It's all like the same mentality. The bikes are better than anything else, but nothing really changes. And it, you can trace the lineage from this movie to MotoGP 2017. It's the same kind of people. It's the man. same people. And it's the same exact buzz and the same exact high we all get from riding. Mm-hmm. And this movie is the first thing to show that. Because everything else, again, everything else before it was the wild one. Hell's Angels. Uh, uh, you name every biker, terrible biker movie from up to that biker moment. boys. Well, that... <laughs> that was a terrible That movie. was a terrible movie. It is a terrible, so... <laughs> yeah. But it's every bike exploitation movie mm-hmm. up to that point. Yeah. That's what everybody had. So yeah. I never had to deal with it. So that's why this movie is such a big thing for me. And that's why... Like when I found out, I knew he was, he was, he's 80. Mm-hmm. I knew it was getting close, but it's like, and I saw that and it literally, I texted my dad, I go, Bruce Brown passed away yesterday. And he goes, seriously? I go, yeah. And I literally had to stop for a minute and just go, this is the man that gave voice to what I enjoy so much mm-hmm. to change it up and to change the mentality on. And you can get all flowery with it, whatever. Yes, I'm the weirdo of the mm-hmm. group. Well, yeah. But in my own mind, he's the guy that set motorcycling to the point where it's not a negative thing. Right. Right. And put yeah, it us... Wasn't, it wasn't black leather and switchblades. It's not black leather right. switchblades in the, in the marine... Like the, the captain's hat. Right. You right. know? And everybody's like, oh, this... The Marlon Brando... The Marlon Brando wrote a freaking triumph in the wild one. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, you know, everything else. It's just... If you get it... If you haven't seen On Any Sunday... You need to watch it. That's a prerequisite, personally. Um, if you want to see some other good movies that are in this vein, Dana Brown, Bruce's son, did Dust to Glory, where they did the Baja 1000. Mm-hmm. That movie's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He also did, with some extra funding from Red Bull and everything else, he did the new On Any Sunday. Do not watch On Any Sunday 2. <laughs> that movie is garbage. Bruce had nothing to do with it. It's 
awful. I made five minutes into that movie, and I was like, nope, I'm done. I cannot do this. Like, it's terrible. But, again, I'm done with my little philosophical thing. Yeah, so. we're, we're at uh, just over 59 minutes going into the six. We are right at an hour. Yep. Uh, but we had one more topic. We did have one more topic. Uh, Eeyore? Yes? Why do you ride what you ride? Because it's named Eeyore, and he bought it right off the floor that way. <laughs> yes. Um, I got to a point where I could afford to buy a new motorcycle. Yeah. And I was like, my wife said, go get whatever you want. Just make sure that it is exactly the way you want when you get it. Don't, like, you know, start, don't cheap out, and then add $1,000 for the stuff to make it what you want. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is what we do anyways. Yeah, which is what, which is what keeps me and Chris employed. <laughs> so I wrote, wrote a list. What, what, what am I going to use this bike for? Um, mostly commuting to and from work and maybe some medium to long distance rides in the future. So need windshield, bat wing crane would be nice. Saddlebags, bigger than a 750. Mm-hmm. You know, just and a few other things on the list. And then I got on the internet, looked up every single manufacturer and see what they had that fit that list. I said, okay, these are my options. Then go through that. Do I like this? That? No, 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 no. That That's too much money. That's paying for a name. Okay. Yeah. So, so, settled on a bike that is... Near perfect for me, mm-hmm. which is a V Star thirteen hundred deluxe. There you go, and it's actually those are really nice. I've finally I, I've gotten to ride one. I really like that bike. And, I dig that bike. You know, it's they came out in April of thirteen, mm-hmm. and the one that I own now sat on the showroom floor from April to January, and yeah. I bought it. Bought it January 22nd. I think the day you bought it. Yeah. It was like 30 degrees after dark. <laughs> riding home. Yep. Happy as a clam. <laughs> oh, yes. he was smiling the whole way home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I wrote a list. I did it logically. I wrote a list of what I needed it to do. And went through, found all the options, and picked the best one. It's the only time you're ever going to hear logic and motorcycling yes. in this show in the same <laughs> sentence. Yes. So, Brandon, why do you ride what you ride? Well, what logic. do you ride? What like? Well, technically, what are you riding right now? Uh, my main ride is the 2001 R1, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a logical purchase. Uh, <laughs> you lying dog! <laughs> no, man. Here's here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> when a deal this good falls in your lap, uh, true, there is that, there is that. It's logical to take advantage of. Yes, it. <laughs> the best time to buy something. Yeah, is when I, it's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I bought damn near a brand new, uh, fourteen, fifteen year old bike when I got it. Yeah, you did. Uh, it had twenty four hundred miles on it, and the price was good. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, I brought it home and I, I bought it from my, my third cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 75 years old at the time I bought it from him. Huh. 
Uh, he said, Brandon, I can't ride this thing anymore. <laughs> no, you can't. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we loaded it up in a truck, brought it back home from Jackson, Mississippi. And I pulled the carbs off that bike about three or four times thinking I was cleaning it right. You know, I was like, like this is my bike and I want to do everything that I can to it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I pulled the carbs several times thinking that I had it just right and I think it, it wouldn't start. And I had a friend come over, pulled him again, and you know, he's a, he's a motorcycle guy. He does all the work on his own bikes and we got started. But like the next time I tried to go ride it, it wouldn't wouldn't fire up. Uh pulled the carbs, you know, my buddy Tad, who's no longer with us, yeah. he ran Bellevue Cycle. Just bring him down here. Bring him down here. I'll get it going for you. <laughs> so, meanwhile, if any finds out, it's not the carbs. If that's exactly what it was, man. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Uh, carbs were were shit, and uh, he he cleaned them out properly. And uh, man, it's it's been a hell of a bike since. Yeah. Um, now, my first bike. Which I still have, and Will and I are talking about. There's the bandit is going to come back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, for Cat, uh, she knows somebody who is very fond of the. Oh bandit. yes, oh yes, Emma. Yes. Miss Emma is very fond of the bandit. Very as all cool. of us are. Yeah. So my '98 bandit 1200 uh, is. We're kicking around the idea of. Well, there is a drag race. There is a drag race that's going to happen. And now Will and I are talking about uh, hooligan racing, it, flat right? tracking that Joker in the hooligan class. That'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be a, it'd be a nightmare. It'd be a handful. Yeah, but it'd be but a lot of fun. When I that was that was my first bike. Yeah. And when I got that, um, here's here's why I got it. Yeah. I had twenty five hundred dollars left of my tax return. There you go. <laughs> and you found it. And. And um, man, I was clicking refresh every five minutes on Craigslist. And when that came up, I called the guy. I said, "Hey, man, I'm ready. To, I want to come check out your bike." Um, you know, it was it was a great bike. You know, it was. I, I, I had seen them, you know, several years prior, uh, in in the, on the showroom floor, and I was impressed with that bike. Yeah, uh, and that was something that stuck with me. So, uh, but it was also at a time when gas prices in the Nashville area were over four dollars a gallon. Oh wow. yeah, and I was like, I have to commute from mm-hmm. Hermitage. It, it was about uh, Hermitage School Springs. Yeah, what, what are we looking at? Uh, thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five, 30 miles, 35 miles. Yeah, uh, and at the time I had a, a big Dodge pickup truck. Yeah, you want no part of that. And, right. and I was like, you know, this is going to save me a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the twenty-five hundred up front is, you know, it was funny money. Yeah, you know? but uh, yeah, it, it it was logical, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> to to save money on gas at the time. But yeah, again, every day you get off work, it was a vacation on the ride. Oh, absolutely. So, so Chris, shut that visor, right? Your happy place. Yeah, Chris, why do you ride? What what time out? What bike are you going to talk? Let's about? Let's talk to Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, you first. Me? Wait, no. Yes. No. Go. Go. Damn it. Okay. Why do you ride? What you? I ride? have. For those, for everyone who doesn't know, <laughs> I have a 2015 S1000R that I am riding currently. Um, I had been on a SV, an 03 SV650 for, God, 
10 years probably, 11 if that. And it got to a point where, you know what, I'm needing something different. I need to move up. I need to do something. And where I worked at the time, I didn't know this when I first started working there. And come to find out, I worked at a BMW dealership for cars. I got a screaming, I got deals on BMW motorcycles. I didn't know this. I was looking, I've always been, I've always been a naked bike guy. I always love naked bikes. Race bikes are beautiful. Everything else, that they're wonderful. Super sport bikes are gorgeous. Full on, full on super sport bikes are beautiful. The thing that gets me going, naked bikes. I love naked bikes. I don't know why. It's always been that way. I've always been that guy. So I was looking for maybe a street triple or a speed triple, maybe a Z1000. GSXS. GSXS 750 or GSXS 1000. Um, I wouldn't really look at Tuanos or anything like that just because I didn't want to do the B-Twin thing. Um, then I found out, hey, you get a deal on this. All right, cool. Let's go to take a look at it. Let's see what happens. I walk in to the, B the, motorcycle, the BMW motorcycle dealership here in the area, and there's a red S1000R sitting in the showroom, the first bike you see. And red's my favorite color. I walk in, I stop, I see this thing, and I go, that's it. I don't, just whatever. That's it. It, the way the red popped, and after I saw it, I sat on it, like, okay, I can do this. This is, this is really good. Completely non-logical. Completely, <laughs> utterly non-logical. Because again, I was looking for Speed Triple. Yeah, that that one, one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking, for, again, I'm looking for Speed Triples, you know, the naked, like, night. European naked bikes because Japanese companies can't make a good naked bike. They just don't know how to do it. So there's well, a bunch of them out there after you crash them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want any part of that. But I literally I walked in, and I saw it, and I go that one. That's it. Sat on it, looked at it, figured, saw what it was, read about it, realized, hey, this comes with all of this extra stuff that I don't have to deal with now. I don't have to deal with setup, suspension setup. I don't have to deal with trying to get more power out of it. Mm -hmm. This thing is ready for me right off the showroom floor. I'm good. Let's, let's go. So, got the bike. When I'm riding it home, the first time I pulled the quick shifter on it, I was just laughing. I was laughing my head off going down Charlotte. Clicked and went, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. What? Mm -hmm. And through like the whole time, I'm like, somebody's going to say something to me. No, this really isn't yours. We're going to come get it. <laughs> this isn't, you didn't deserve yeah. this. Hey man, as long as you make them payments. You know, oh no, I, you know, the payments are made every month. But it's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sitting there half expecting for a, for a long time there. I'm half expecting, no, this is too good for you. Yeah. Wait you a minute. I got shitty credit. <laughs> <laughs> the best insult of all time. So I literally, I'm, I rode it home. I got it home. I parked it. I was living at my parents' house at the time. Parked at my parents' driveway. I looked. I just sat there for a couple of minutes. I'm just cheesing. Like, it's awful. Did, I'm, I'm, did Dad come out and say, well, your rent just went up? No, 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 no. <laughs> I get a phone call from Dad. He goes, hey, what are you doing right now? I go, well, I just got home with a new bike. He goes, oh, you got it? Yeah. I need you to come up to Bowling Green for me. I'm like, oh, God. Okay, Dad. So, I, because he was running race control, and he forgot the money to pay the corner workers at the house. So, I was like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. So, literally, <laughs> got it home, parked it for a couple of minutes, 
threw the money in the in the jacket, jumped on the bike, and took off into the sixty mile run of the interstate. Because why not? Why not? I mean, it's gorgeous. I'm not gonna not do this. Mm-hmm. Took off, rode it up there, parked it. It's still got the tip tag on it. Literally, mom walks out and goes, "That's my grand bike." <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and Mc- no. Ashley McKinnon, he's sitting there walking around, hanging out with him. I was like, there it is. He goes, did you just get that? I was like, yeah. He goes, when? I was like, a couple hours ago. <laughs> and mom walks up and like, don't touch my grand bike. I'm like, oh my God, mom, really? You came by the shop the next day to show it off. I did. Because yep. I told you I was getting it. Yep. And I came by the next day. I was like, here it is. And that thing, it's, I talk a lot of shit about trading the thing in for something different. Yeah, like scramblers. And scramblers. It's and because, seven. like we said earlier, when you're not riding, you're looking at other stuff. You're bikes. looking at other stuff. Every time I get on that thing, hmm. and I go and take off, and I go ride, I go, you're a moron. There's, this is the, that is the dumbest thing you can ever do. And the feeling that you get on that bike oh my is the God. same feeling I get on my, my 16-year-old R1. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And it's, and I, I told everybody that, the podcast, I can't, it's been a while. It was when I was running up to like the good feeling, the, the best feeling you've ever gotten on your motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That bike facilitated my best feeling I've ever had in my life. <laughs> as much as, as, as much shit as I talk about trading that thing in, I don't think I ever could because I would be sitting there about to sign paperwork and, and look and remember that and go, I can't. Literally, I am. That bike there, I've done three track days on it. It's got, I've had to sit there and wait and put a motor in it. Everything else. I, I can't, I, it, anyway. I have to interrupt. Eleanor, my daughter, hey, hey. 17, joined us to, to watch the show. Hey, what's hey, going babe. on? Uh, so, dad's not going to swear for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't through the whole show. It's okay, Eleanor. Actually, very much. We've been kind of. Com- we've been kind of mellow tonight. Yeah, we've been we, 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 we uh, so PG thirteen kind of. It's definitely been PG thirteen show. Yeah. <laughs> My been, mom's been watching too. So that's right, right, right. <laughs> That's what it's all. Enough about. for the double entendres. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. she's laughing about it. By she's way. uh my 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 daughter's been sick the past couple Aww. of days. I think everybody in that area has been sick. Had a little fever, but yeah. I think she's doing better. Get Good. better. So Chris. Yeah, which bike are you going to yeah, talk which about? Bike, so I want to know. Which, so, ride, which bike do you ride the most and why? All right, before we, I say anything, why do I ride what I ride? Because I like them. Period. Them. <laughs> them is the key word right. here. Um, yep. <laughs> my bikes have never necessarily been logical as far as why I get them. <laughs> you if you know? see the list of his motorcycles, you honestly so, know. Well, right okay. now, right now. My main bike is a 2008 Hypermotard 1100. So, lying, dog. That is my main <laughs> it bike. It is the main bike. I'll give you that. Yeah. Now, but throughout the year, season is next, be, in, in the next three months, it may not be. <laughs> so, you know, I've owned everything from that bike to a Tawano 1000R. Which he. Okay. There's the. the oh. Oh. There's a 2015 Hayabusa, which That's not technically yours. isn't mine. <laughs> Uh, I share it. I love the. Yeah, I'm getting fired here in a minute. <laughs> what, do you, what you mean? What do you? What do you? Caesar the dog whisperer? No kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his hair's not white enough. There's. I have my 2009 Hayabusa, 
Um, I had the 2008 ZX14. Thank God you got rid of that thing. Uh, I've had two 06 CBR1000s at Daytona 675. I've had a... I facilitated this 675, didn't I? Wait, wait, which one did no, you say thank God he got rid of? Anyway. Yeah. Was that? What was the one, thank God he got rid of it? 14. Yeah, the ZX14. Oh, oh, yeah. oh God. Um, I had an FZ09. Um, uh, the Gladius? You had a Gladius? That also was... technically not mine. Okay, that was actually best Stephanie. Best. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my 04636, uh, two Ninja 500s. You know, the, He's had the gamut. I've had a lot. Um, the first bike, the Ninja 500, that was a, I want a bike, I want to learn how to ride. Oh, hey, I've got a buddy with a bike for 400 bucks. That's okay, actually not it. that bad of a motorcycle. No, it really isn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Smitty rides one, he rides this thing like it's a Smitty rides the shit out of you got a Ninja 500 mm-hmm. for $400? Mm-hmm. It was pre-wrecked. What? Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> he, bought the, he bought the wreck. What <laughs> shape was it in? It, with this? the exception of Yeah. The it was, it was <laughs> no, not making that with joke. No, 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 no. The tank was the only thing that was really. My kid, your mom, both watching. Yeah, we'll make that joke later. Let's put it this way. The tank was nicely dented if I wanted to do a, you know, stand-up. That bike also lasted six hours. Um... We'll leave it at that. So, Jesus. that was probably the most logical. I'm learning stoppies! <laughs> no, you learned how to front flip! <laughs> my, my first real bike was my 04636, and when I bought this thing brand new, I was completely sold on the 636. I love the way they look. It was candy thunder blue, best <coughs> color ever. Um, my buddy, who may or may not be watching, had an 03 in the red, and actually, I wanted to buy the red one. He beat me to it. I want the orange. Um, you would. Yes. So, I absolutely love that bike. It's one of the few bikes I've sold that I regret selling. Uh, it was going to cost too much to ship it from Maui to Tennessee. So, or you just ship it to California and ride it. They wouldn't let me. Uh, the shipping company crap. wouldn't let me. And we're actually kind of in a time crunch because in a matter of a month and a half, we decided, hey, let's move it to Tennessee. Yeah. So. And then we have this. Yeah. And then so, we have this. So Caleb, Caleb joined us. Caleb, what's up, Caleb? Going on, Not your brother. Oh, Enright, what's Enright. up, dude? Uh, Enright's one of the fastest guys around Bowling Green. What's up? There you go. Uh, next bike was my first leader bike, the CVR one thousand. When I moved here, L A D E R. Yeah. Wait, which one was that one? <laughs> the one you've never seen. Oh, I didn't it was see silver, that then became white after the Mustang just changed it for me. Uh, Moses, no, Marvin bought that one, didn't he? No, no, okay. that was my second. One. That was the second one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had that for a while and then sold it because I wanted something different. I got the Speed Triple. You should have kept that one. The Speed Triple? Yes. If it was an 07, I might have. But Just you kept it. I wanted something different. And at that point, the thing is, there's so many good bikes. Oh, God, yeah. There's, the, there's no such thing as a bad bike, just not the right bike for you. Exactly. Um, I had fun with the, uh, with the Triple. Again, kind of got the bugs. Like, okay, I've had this. This is fun. I want something a little more like this, but a little more edgier. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little more bite to it. And I traded it for the Tuano. Yeah, okay. The Tuano definitely fulfilled that. You know, it's a much more aggressive bike. I really want to put that Tuano on the track. Um, I really want to put a Tuano like that on the track. Really bad. Really, really bad. Then... Because of a rectifier issue. <laughs> Italians and electrics. In which it decided it wanted to burst into flame. Mm-hmm. Which was fun. Ask Colin uh, Edwards about that. Yeah. The so if you see him next time, when you go down to Coda, ask him about Aprilia's and fire. Yeah. 
the cube in particular. Oh, uh, that rectifier. I, I, I started calling him like we're friends on Facebook, you know. Oh, I've got something to. I called him. Uh, I posted that picture to his page. Uh, Colin Fireball. And yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, got to the 09 Hayabusa, and that, that's what sold me on the Busa. I was not a Hayabusa fan at all. I never have been. Ever. Uh, I sold the... Uh, Ugliest bike ever. No. I it, cannot stand the look of those bikes. I still don't like first generations. I'm sorry. I, I like don't. the first gen better than the second one. No. But I was actually looking at buying a Z1000. I love those. You get off the Tuano into the Z1000, and we had two of these bikes at the shop. Yeah. The Z1000 and used Hayabusa. I took the Z1000 around for a test ride, and I was like, okay, that's not bad. I'm here. I might as well ride that thing. Yeah. I came back, and I said, I'll take it. <laughs> I just, I can't do boozes, but anyway. You've never ridden the first one. No, I didn't. You you, you would have liked it. I've ridden the newest one. You're right. Newest it's, one's similar. It's it's a booster. Like I've I've done I've done really 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 fast on a high boost on a drag strip. But have you ridden one that was actually made to turn? No. Yeah, you would have liked. The okay. Because you know that well, one. That, that the, the, the new one, Stephanie's, and she has to approve all of this. Well, yeah. Well, she's <laughs> got it right, so it stays lower. Anyway, um, I mean, all the bikes I've owned is just because, huh? I like that. I don't always necessarily care. You know, worst <laughs> performances. You, you guys are spoiled, man. How do you? How do, I, I think I'll get it. No, no I, I don't see, do that. See, my my, I think I'll get it is a 1972 CB 500. See, notice 500 bucks. I haven't been able to do like, it. Mm. No, trust me, I haven't been able to go. I think I'll get that ever since <laughs> since let that. Me, let me preface that now. Yeah. Uh huh. I. I preface yeah. afterwards. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> let let us add to this. From the <laughs> CB, the first CBR one thousand, realistically until the hyper, every bike I got, I flipped the same five thousand dollars. Yeah, you did. I I buy a bike for about five grand. I ride it for a while, sometimes a couple of months. Um, like the FZ09, I would sell it. And the same, I'd sell it for the same amount that I got. I bought it. Okay. So, but, I've but not... when you have multiple bikes, well, see, now he's in. He's into something different. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is a different subject. So, yeah. you know, well, let's move forward. So, <laughs> why do you ride what you ride? The because last... I like them all. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I like them all. It, it, he I'm... hasn't met a bike he hasn't liked. That's not true. The ZX14 <laughs> is that bike. Yes. I don't get me wrong. I I liked it. You liked I didn't it. like it enough. Yeah, no. You bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it enough to buy it and ride it for a couple of months. But you know, people ask which bike which bike did you like better, the 14 or the Hayabusa? Well, I bought another Hayabusa. Yeah. 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 Um, I actually sold the ZX14 to help pay for the wedding. And in the which meantime, is a great idea. Yeah, it was. It it Further things along very nicely. Yes. And in the meantime, we had episode three or four. We were talking about what bike yeah. I replaced it Yeah, with. we were talking yeah. about that. I and remember that. The Hyper popped up. It was at over the local uh, Ducati dealership. Like, okay, I like that. I've always liked the Hyper Motard. I didn't know if I really like it. Mm-hmm. And just like when you went to go see your Beamer, walked into the dealership and Same I saw building, there. actually. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I like you a lot. And then I sat on it. Sold. Yeah. And I will say this. She's not fast. No. At all. 
You know, and that's the thing. Like I was saying, I don't <coughs> necessarily have to have the fastest thing as long as I like it. Oh, it's a blast. Right. Don't get me wrong. I want to. I really want to wring that thing's neck, too. Oh, and she, she does very good. And for the two who are not here, um, I, I, I gave Will a little shit when he tried to comment on what why he has what he has. Uh, because, you know, so man, you're not going to be here. You don't get to say. No. But uh, the wrench has the uh, super hop, and he is... It was a good deal. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it was. His bike was cheap. Mm-hmm. It was a good deal, you know. So that that's you know, there's a there's a theme here, you know, with some of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and SV uh, was was influenced, I think, toward the the SV650 by Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is just a wonderful motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. this is this is a a, a bike with. Enough power for a beginner. You're not yeah. going to get bored with it. No. You know, um, it's a smooth bike. You know, the power smooth. But, yeah, SV uh, loves that SV. Um, and I, I don't think, you know, he talks about getting a Ducati and whatnot. So, eventually, that's going to happen for him. But I don't see him ever getting rid of that SV. I'm the same way with mine. Yeah. Like, my 03 SV. I will never get rid of that bike. It's sitting at my parents' house. I haven't touched it in a couple of years. Yeah. But because I have to pull the motor on it and do all the other mess, I just don't have the ability to do it right now. Right. My S that SV, I bought it seventy two hundred miles on it. It's probably got eighty thousand miles on it right now. It's got twenty track days on it. It's got I have beat the ever loving piss out of that bike, and I will never get rid of it. My brother uh, has owned two SV six. I love them. I've I'm in the I have mine, and I'm gonna I have a race bike. Yeah, I've got a. The SV race bike. They're wonderful. Those are wonderful bikes. Like, race bike does that everything. That came out my nose. I'm sorry, guys. Ooh. That hurt. Ow. You're just that. rude and crude. <laughs> I am. Right. Socially unacceptable. Um, a little bit. <laughs> we're going on an hour and a half, but yeah. we got one last thing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was wondering how we're going to squeeze an hour out of this. Right. Thing. But we did. Um, no, we did For those of you who don't want to deal with the cold of the winter season Good at cold. all, Move to California. Get a car. <laughs> right. Get a car. Uh, you do still want to take care of your bike. Um, the biggest thing first, check the tire pressure. Make sure it's yes. set right. Don't let it get underinflated. You don't have to have a stand to lift the tires up. It helps. Because, you know, it's having all, the tools help. That and it looks a lot better with the... Yeah. It looks really Roll really into, the gr- into the living room. Put it up on, on stands. You're done. Um... Nine sixteens look really good at Steve's house. Well, yeah, Steve. <laughs> we the, get out there. The other thing too is get a battery tender or something similar, a smart charger <laughs> that will keep your battery charged at all times. Uh, that way, when spring comes, you can fire it up and just ride. Mm-hmm. The other thing, you've got to do one of two things. If you've got a carbureted bike, you can either drain the fuel entirely, including the pet co- or the carburetor themselves, or you fill up your tank entirely. You need to use a fuel stabilizer with ethanol. Even if you're not using ethanol uh, fuel, you still need a stabilizer. Gas will still break down over a period of time. Just not as quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Fuel stabilizer, fill it up entirely. Let it run for a second to get fuel through the carbs or through the fuel injectors and you're good to go. Yeah. If you're keeping the bike outside, a cover helps. Get a cover, yeah. Yeah. If you have the ability... 
Um, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. Bring them inside. Yes. <laughs> if you can. If you have the ability, start it up. Just leave it neutral. Start it on the kickstand and let it run through a heat cycle. Let it get hot. Like Let it get up to operating temperature and let it sit for a little while and cut it off. Just, just realize that's not charging your battery. That's not charging your battery. That's just keeping every, right. all the fluids circulated and everything else. Okay. So, yeah, keeping the water getting up, the moisture out of the mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're running, if you're like me and you're running uh, track coolant, get that crap out of there mm-hmm. if it's outside because it's going to freeze. It's yep. going to freeze up in the motor, and you get to put a new motor in your bike. Yep. You need real antifreeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to do that with a TL one thousand. Oh my god, that sucked. <laughs> or if you're like Eeyore. You ride through the winter. You just you ride it. You go riding season. What's that? Yeah, pretty much. You need oh. a bat wing fairing for that. It's too cold for you. That's cute. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's really I remember when I was tip. a little girl, too. I remember my first bike. <laughs> uh, also, loop your chain. Yeah. Do it beforehand because all the, do that, the rain and the moisture and if you happen to get salted in your area, it's going to corrode if you don't. Yeah. Um. You actually almost want to go a little heavier if you're going to store it. Just remember, when you dewinterize your bike, you're going to have to do a few things to change We'll, we'll talk about that once it starts once, warming up. Yeah, we get to that point. But it's simple to keep your bike winterized. Yeah, it's not crazy. Just little little stuff to do. Yeah. But it's even more fun if you just ride. Yeah. I will, I will say this about air uh, tires. Yes. Um, when air pressure is... Relative to a temperature, correct. Mm-hmm. So when you when the temperature is bouncing back and forth, uh, it can drastically affect tire pressures. You know, one time over a course of a week, uh, my tires dropped twenty pounds in one week. I wish I could drop drop twenty pounds in a week, right? <laughs> no, no, that's just tire pressure. That's what I'm saying. I wish I could do that. That'd you know, awesome. just just from going from like twenty degrees up to fifty. 50 and yeah. back three or four times in a week. Yeah. It can play havoc with your tire pressures, and then you're wondering, why does this feel weird? Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't handle very well at low tire pressure. Low no. tire pressure. They get squishy. Yeah. A little squishy. Feels, yeah. feels a little weird. A little weird. <laughs> yeah. A little squidgy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Let's so, call this one done. Hey, yeah. yeah. Um, and thanks for joining us for watching. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, download the podcast. Um, on iTunes and whichever uh, provider you listen to podcasts on, um, <clears throat> listen to the podcast, rate the podcast, yes. share the podcast, um, love the podcast. Yeah, share share it with your friends on Facebook. And uh, if you're just listening to the podcast, join us live on Wednesdays, seven thirty ish, and uh, you can ask your questions and get in on the conversation. Of course, you can also email us or find us on any of the social media. Uh, email address wingmansgarage at gmail.com or you can call us at 2625 go, go ride. ride one more time 2625 go, go ride. ride and let's not neglect uh, Nashville ATV no uh, just because we're not there yeah. doesn't mean we're not you, there if you got uh, some repairs you need done you need new tires you need the oil change what's the number down there you can call Will Wright at Nashville ATV Repair. He's located at 3639 Trialsdale Drive in Nashville, Tennessee. His phone number is 615-669-9659. 55. 55. 55. 55. So, 
9655. Why is it wrong on his number plate? Because it's Will, and we're going to just keep going Just because it's Will. So that's all we need to say. Um, No, no, we... If you like the show, you like what you do, no, about what that. we do, and you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. That's right. Yes. Um, everything helps. Yes. It really does. Everything helps. Um, real quick before we sign off, if you like podcasts, you like what we're doing, go check out our friends at Recycle Garage, that's Motorcycles and Misfits, and also Creative Writing, that's yes. R I D I N G. Uh, there are some other great podcasts out there, and if you want to make your own, Go visit shoutengine.com. All you need is a mic and a computer and sign up for free with them. Uh, Got to plug them since, you know, they host us. For yeah, free. they host us. Yeah, but so. if you're going to do a motorcycle podcast, it's probably going to fail. Yeah, pretty much. Look <laughs> yeah. at us. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a, this is a, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> on that note, guys, thanks for watching this or listening. This was episode 80. I'm Chris the Wingman. Oh, if we go out this way. Daniel the Track Rat. Brandon. This is Eeyore. And we will see you all next week. Next week. Love you, mean it. We might be at the shop. Heck, we might be back here. Who knows? Eat well and ride safe. It's a lot more comfortable here. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually above freezing. Yeah. I like sitting on little dirt bikes. Yes, he does. There's no double entendre there. No. See you, Tal. See you, Tal. See everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. Bye. Michael, Michael Lycard again with the, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs>